Hey, good morning. Thank you for joining us again for our Word of the Day. This morning we're going to continue looking through the book of Exodus, and we're going to look at the call of Moses in Genesis chapter number 3. So let's start reading in verse number 1. The Bible says, Now Moses kept the flock of Jethro, his father-in-law, the priest of Midian, and he led the flock to the backside of the desert and came to the mountain of God, even to Horeb. Now, if you remember from our lesson yesterday, Moses had uh, grown up as an Egyptian, but he was an Israelite. He was a Hebrew, and he was adopted into Pharaoh's daughter's home and raised in the palace, but he knew that he was an Israelite. He knew he was a Hebrew. And one day he's out, he's about 40 years old, and he sees an Egyptian guard mistreating a Hebrew slave. And he gets upset, and he decides to do something about it. And so he kills the Egyptian and hides his body, and he thinks he got away with it. And then the next day, he's out again, kind of visiting with the Hebrews and seeing what they're going through. And he sees two Israelites fighting. And he kind of tries to break it up, and they look at him and say, what, are you going to kill us like you killed the Egyptian yesterday? And so Moses knows that what he did is known, and so he has to run for his life. And he flees to Midian, the backs of the desert. He flees to the wilderness, and there he meets his wife, and he marries her. And now he's been in the desert as a shepherd to his father-in-law for about 40 years. He thinks that this is what his life is going to amount to now. He's going to work for his father-in-law. When his father-in-law dies, he'll take over the, the herd, and he'll take over the, the work of being the, the main shepherd. And he thinks that's it. You know what? I tried to help the people of God. I tried to help my people, and it didn't work. So here's where I am right now. But something happens beginning in verse number 2. And the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a flame of fire, out of the midst of a bush, and he looked, and behold, the bush was burned with fire, and the bush was not consumed. And Moses said, I will now turn aside and see this great sight, why the bush is not burnt. Now, in this, this area of the world, seeing a, a bush in the desert on fire wasn't an uncommon thing. This happens a lot even today. Uh, in the desert, it's very dry, it's very arid, and so the bush can get very, very hot and just kind of burst into flames. You, if you've ever dealt with hay, the same thing can happen. You can, you know, hay holds a lot of heat and it basically makes a lot of heat even when it's bailed up. And so you stick it in a barn and if it's, if it's too hot and too dry, that hay will just continue to warm up and burst in the flames, but it always destroys itself. And so the, the thing that Moses is amazed by here is not the fact that there's a bush burning, but that there's a bush burning and it's not, not being consumed. It's not going out. And so he turns aside to see what's going on with this bush. And when the Lord saw that he turned aside to see, God called him out of the midst of the bush and said, Moses, Moses. And he said, Here am I. And he said, Draw not nigh thither. Put off thy shoes from thy feet, for the place whereupon thy standest is holy ground. So Moses has been helping his father-in-law, being a shepherd for his father-in-law for the last 40 years. He tried to help the Israelites. He tried to help his people. He felt that burden. He felt that call 40 years before, but he, he tried to do it in his own strength and his own ability, and he ended up having to run away from home and run away from everybody he knew and everybody he loved. And So now he's been a shepherd, which is a very lowly occupation at this in this culture. So he's gone from living in a palace to being a shepherd in the desert, 
And so he thinks pretty much this is his life. There's nothing that he can do for God. But God calls Moses to do a great work for him despite Moses' past. You may have something in your life that you have done that you think God can't use you. And look, there are things that will disqualify you from certain uh, parts of ministry, from serving God. And there are things that you can do that will disqualify you from certain things that God could use you for. But there's nothing you can do that will disqualify you from God using you at all, except not being willing to serve God. And God is able and God wants to use anyone who is willing to be used by God. So what changed from 40 years ago that made Moses able to be used by God now? Because 40 years ago, when he's living in the palace, humanly speaking, he was in a better position to help the people of Israel. He could have gone to his grandfather and petitioned that they ease up the, the, the pain that they were putting on them, that they treated them a little better. He may not have been able to free them, but he could have made their lives a little easier, maybe given them a little bit better position in Egypt than they were now. But he, he tried to do it in his own strength, in his own way, and he had to flee. And now he's in exile from Egypt. The Bible tells us in chapter 2 that Pharaoh was seeking to kill him because he killed an Egyptian guard. And so he has no standing with Pharaoh now. He has no standing with the people of Israel now. They know what he's done. They know he murdered someone. And so he's got no standing with them. He's got no standing with, with uh, Pharaoh or Egypt. He's just a lowly shepherd on the backside of the desert. What can he do now that he couldn't have done then? Why is God able to use him now when he wasn't able to use him 40 years ago in the palace? We see the answer in verse number 11. And Moses said unto God, Who am I that I should go unto Pharaoh and that I should bring forth the children of Israel out of Egypt? See, 40 years ago, Moses thought, I'm the guy to do this. I can get, I can get this done. I can free Israel. I can make a difference in society. And now God comes to him and says, I need you to do a great work for me. And Moses says, I can't do anything. He's been humbled and now God can use him. See, God can't use a proud person. There's a lot of people in the Bible that God uses. He, he uses Moses here. He's a murderer. He used Abraham. He's a liar. He uses David. He's an adulterer and a murderer. He uses all types of people in the Bible, but he never uses a proud person. God resists the proud. And so when we come to God and we're like, God, I can do a great thing for you, God can't use us because God doesn't want us to do things in our strength. He wants us to do things through his strength. God wants to be the one that gets the glory for anything and everything that we do. But I want to jump back to verse number 9 to see why God is calling Moses in the first place. Look at verse number 9. Now therefore, behold, the cry of the children of Israel has come unto me, and I have also seen the oppression wherewith the Egyptians oppress them. Come now therefore, and I will send thee unto Pharaoh, that thou mayest bring forth my people, the children of Israel, out of Egypt. So God hears the cry of the people of Israel. He sees their pain, and he wants to get involved. God is our loving Heavenly Father, and when we're hurting, when we're in pain, when we have a need, God sees our pain, God sees our need, and God wants to hear us when we cry out to Him. God wants us to pour our complaint to Him. God wants us to cast our care upon Him, 
because he loves us and he wants to get involved just like a good parent. You know, any good parent, when they hear their kid crying or uh, they hear their kid hurting, they want to find out what's going on and they want to try to fix it. Any parent, when they hear their kid in danger, they hear their kid hurting, they, they want to do something to fix it. They want to get involved. And God's the same way. God heard the cry of his people. See, that tells us right there that when we're hurting, God wants to hear about it. Now, I know God's omniscient. God sees everything. God's omnipresent. He knows everything. So when we're hurting and we go to God, God's not shocked by it. So a lot of times we can take the kind of the, the thought, well, if God already knows everything, God knows what I'm going through, God knows what I need, why even bother telling him about it? He already knows. It doesn't matter that God knows. God wants to hear us call out to him. God wants us to cry out to him because he wants to hear from us. So whenever you're hurting, don't feel bad about going to God. Don't feel bad about crying out to God about your, about your pain. God wants to hear from you. God sees your pain, and God wants to fix it. So God hears the cry of Israel. He sees their pain, and he decides to do something about it. And what he decides to do is send Moses. Now, nobody, even Moses, thought Moses was the right guy for the job. You know, God tells Moses, I'm going to send you to Pharaoh. You're going to bring the children of Israel out of, out of captivity. And Moses even says, God, I'm not the right guy. You, you've got the wrong guy here. I can't do it. And we'll see in later chapters, Moses argues a lot. He goes, well, I don't even know your name. Um, you know, I can't speak very well. How am I going to talk to Pharaoh about this? How am I going to talk to Israel about this? I can't talk real well. So he comes up with a lot of excuses, but he says, I'm not the guy. But look what God says in verse number 12. <clears throat> and he said, certainly I will be with you. Whenever God asks us to do something, he's always there with us. He never sends us on solo missions. He never sends us on our own to do what he wants us to do. God wants to work through us. He wants to receive the glory. He wants to receive the praise for what he does to us. And that's why he picks people that don't seem like the logical choice to us. God didn't send Moses because he wanted people to see how powerful Moses was. He sent Moses because he wanted it to be obvious how powerful God is. So what's the lesson of Exodus chapter 3? Well, there's a couple of them. First of all, God sees our pain. God hears our cry, and he wants to work in our lives to ease it. And all we have to do to be used by God is get out of the way. See, God doesn't want us because of our ability. God doesn't want us because of our strength. God wants us when we're weak so he can be strong Thanks for joining us today for our word of the day. Hope everyone has a blessed day. We'll see you tomorrow.